Welcome everyone back to another edition of the Breakdown Sportscast. I am your host, Corey Willis. I hope you guys are doing well on a Monday. Hope you guys enjoyed all of the great things that you like to do, including watching college football. Um, I know I loved it. Chris, I know you loved it as well. We had a oh, great, yeah. great weekend of college football. Um, so I hope you guys very much enjoyed the weekend. Um, as always, we appreciate you guys listening in on the show. As always, we're on many different streaming platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Amazon Music, and Amazon Audible, iHeartRadio, and many other streaming platforms. So well, we very much appreciate you guys listening in. And be sure to like, comment, subscribe, let us know how we're doing, and let us know how we can improve the show for the future. So. Yeah, um, like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed the weekend watching the, all of the college football games that we had for week seven. And I'm here to go over all of the week seven highlights with, you know who he is, my good friend and co-host, Chris Bolton. You hear him? What's going on, Chris? Yes. What's good? What's good, Corey, man? Like you said, the weekend did not disappoint. And uh, the gift that keeps on giving, college football. She did what she had to do. Yes. Uh, we had some, some some good games. Had some blowouts. Had some not so good games, but they ended up being close. And then we had some um, some spectacular games. I mean, I, I feel like we had uh, our game of the year candidate to this point take place this weekend. And I'm sure that's the, the how we're going to kick things off. Absolutely. I mean, why not? Oh, why not? Or actually, I say is it a candidate? Is 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 there's there's the one the week prior Texas Oklahoma's right there too. It, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that. Hey, but but wh- <laughs> it's a great game. I look, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you on that one, Chris. Like that game is still it's something about it. I'm I'm still thinking about it. Um, even that, to this day, that was a spectacular game. But yeah. but right there with it. Is the one we're about to talk about now. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's go ahead and get to it, folks. We don't we don't want to we don't want to waste your time on what we <laughs> thought about this game because I, I know everyone in the college football landscape, Chris, fans, media, was watching this game. We had Oregon going to Seattle to take on the Washington Huskies. Big time football game. Uh, this was uh, Washington. Defeated Oregon thirty-six to thirty-three um, late in the game with a touchdown by Michael Penix Jr. Touchdown pass. Oh man, it it was a great game. Um, Spectacular first time in the series in this yeah. rivalry where both teams were ranked in the top ten. Yeah, it yeah it had everything that you wanted. Both these teams <laughs> were ranked. Um, you know, just the pageantry of college football, you could see it. That place was electric, uh, as we talked about in our prediction mm-hmm. show. You know, going into um, Seattle, whenever every time when you're facing the Washington Huskies, like that, that stadium can be electric uh, when there's a big football game. Um, on the horizon so it lived up to the hype of course both quarterbacks um, was playing with the, uh, they, they were playing with their hair on fire um, <laughs> they brought and, their A game yeah they brought their A game but you know there going to only be one winner at the end and it was Washington um, but um, overall what, what did you think about the game Chris amazing game incredible game of course you know we were texting back and forth Mm-hmm. Uh, throughout the game, um, but I thought, like I said, I think it was uh, an amazing game. I feel like I feel like Oregon—they're trying to get over this one, but they left points on the field. I think they're kicking their their own butts. I think the the Huskies deserve to win, but I feel like, in particular, Oregon's coaching staff, their head coach probably feels a little way about how that game ended. Mm-hmm. Um, 
They went out on their sword, very aggressive, went for three fourth downs and didn't convert. I, um, you know, went over three in those fourth down mm-hmm. attempts. Um, and when you do that, you leave points on the field. One of the fourth downs was inside the five yard line, just right there, um, where you could easily just. Your defense made a big play, got an interception off of Michael Penix, and gave you an opportunity to at least cut the game to one point, to trail by one heading into half. Mm -hmm. They went for the gusto, wanted the touchdown, were not able to convert later in the ball game. Similar situation down in the the red zone. Uh, uh, Yeah, in the red zone, went for a back shoulder fade route. The wide receiver, the ball was right there. Bo Nix put it there. Uh, I believe I think it was Freeman that he he targeted Freeman all game. Um, I believe it was Freeman that was not able to bring reel it in. So you, you end up not getting points right there, mm-hmm. and then then again, you know, uh, you 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 had another opportunity and weren't able to get a, a touchdown um, going for you weren't able to get the fourth down because uh, it was fourth and three near the midfield area in the in the forty ish area. It was close. You try to put the you know what I'm saying like the midfield forty area. You try to put the dagger in. You this was the, the money drive. You're able to move the ball out of your your inside the two yard line after a goal line stand late in the fourth quarter by your defense. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mad at that play call. I mean, like on the decision to go for it, Corey. Mm-hmm. But I think, I really think they they should have chose a different play. You go back to that play, you choose an option where your quarterback is rolling out left, and he's a right-handed quarterback. Like that is a tough play to roll left as the QB, get your body square, and to make a throw um, in that situation. And so, I think just off the bat. Bo Nix is going to have to make an incredible throw based off the position you put him in where we, we know Bo is a good out of rollout, out of the pocket thrower, but just physics is one thing when you're rolling out right to your strong hand and throwing the football, but rolling out left for all, for anybody who's a quarterback who has played quarterback, you know how difficult that is to get your body square. You have to stop plant, then make the uh, throw. If you're doing that on the run, I mean, even Patrick Mahomes has trouble making that throw at times. I mean, so that's that was a very difficult play. I feel like the coaches kind of put the offense in a position where it was going to be difficult to convert getting those three yards. But um, incredible job by Washington, by Michael Penix. He showed why he's one of the you know top candidates to win the Heisman Trophy. Four touchdowns. Right after Oregon didn't get that fourth down, he took advantage, and they took two plays and, and got the, the touchdown to, to take the lead. So um, shout out to the Huskies. They executed when they, when they needed to. When they needed to make the plays, they took advantage of Oregon's mistakes mm-hmm. and got the win. And I, you cannot knock Washington for that. As much as I still myself personally feel like Oregon should have won that game, you can't knock a team for taking advantage of the mistakes you make. And Washington did what good teams do. And if you don't, if you don't put the the dagger in them, if you don't knock them down and and and, and finish them off, the good teams they bounce back and they make the plays. And Washington, they just made the plays. Yeah, they they made the plays when they had to make them. Um, that last touchdown um, drive to Adunze, um was it was magical, of course. Um, Adunze being a, a really good wide receiver um, in the Pac-12 and in college football. If, if you guys mm-hmm. haven't watched Roma Dunze, watch him. He, he's really good. Um, I'm sure when when his time comes, um, he's going to be a top top pick in in the NFL draft. Uh, when that happens. that wide, that whole wide receiver group that Michael Penix has to, to throw to is just filthy. 
It, it's ridiculous. I mean, it, it, it doesn't it doesn't get much better than that in college football. Yeah, running backs are, are, are really good too. I mean, you, you got you got Dylan Johnson out there. I mean, he had over he had a hundred rushing yards um, and, and a touchdown in that game. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> Nixon, Rogers. I mean, all of these guys that contribute um, running the football. You know, they're 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 really good. Really good backs. Um, this whole offense it just has weapons, folks, and they utilize them about as well, um, about as well as anyone in the country um, right now in, in terms of just offensive units. Um, they're these are the two best offenses in college football. Yeah, yeah. and they showed it. Oregon had over five hundred total yards in this game. They you did. Know? I mean. <laughs> They did. This, this was, it was it was it was beautiful to watch just these teams battle each other. Right, right. I, I actually um <laughs> like Bucky Irvin for Oregon. This guy, he he actually almost gave Oregon um, that opportunity to win when Washington needed to make a stop, and he like dodged like three or four guys. Just to get that Ooh. first down, that juke he made, yeah, right at the line of scrimmage when he he made two people fall like dominoes. <laughs> <laughs> Buck Irvin, I don't know how he does it, but look, he figures it out, man. He, like watch him too. He he's he's electric. Oh yeah, he he, he he's a Sunday guy. He he's on my fantasy football radar. I don't care where he gets drafted, where he's going. He's going to end up being a starter in the NFL somewhere. So get get used to hearing that name. Get used to hearing it for real. But um, but yeah, I, like this game lived up to the hype. Of course, we were both awaiting for this game to be played, and when we got it, it, it gave us everything. It gave us um, great defense. It gave us great offense. It gave us everything and. Now for Washington State, um, what are you? Washington, uh, uh, yeah, for you, are you done? Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> we don't even <laughs> want to talk about them. They, they, we ain't, we, oh yeah, we don't want to talk about state. They got uh, put the, the put the smacking down. Oh <laughs> 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 um, yeah, because of Arizona, they they took care of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Cougs got 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 beat yeah. beat to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, for Washington, for the Huskies, Chris, um, now that they've gotten over this hump um, known as Oregon, where do you see the Huskies going forward for the rest of the season? They are in the driver's seat to, to make the playoff, college football playoff. The Pac-12 will have, a, I believe, a, a representative. And so they now, they got to take care of business. Stay locked in. Um don't get too too up. You know, um, this is a program that's had success over the last decade, has, has you know, finished the season with top 10 finishes, um, you know, made it to, to New Year's Six games, New Year's Six bowl games. So they aren't – it's not like this is their first time on the spotlight. Washington's a good program, but – they need to stay focused and stay locked in and, you know, just take care of business. I feel like Oregon was is their toughest test on their regular season schedule. I, when you look at those two teams play, I feel like we were looking at two of the five best teams in the nation, regardless of what the AP poll said. Those are those are two great teams. Those are two of the, the, the better teams in the nation. And... Washington should they should take care of business they should win out but it's college football and it's the reason we play the game so now you know they got to go out there and just make it happen but I think I feel like that was their toughest hurdle yeah I, I definitely agree um you know they playing Oregon isn't isn't an easy task at all and especially this Oregon team that has been so good offensively and defensively um 
I think this is like and, one of the best Oregon teams I've seen in a while. For sure, and they made the plays this game. I mean, Bo mm-hmm. Nix, we, we, everybody love you know we, we've trashed Bo Nix, and and you see on Twitter Bo picks and all that for years, especially as time at Auburn. But Bo Nix was in, incredible in this game. The throws he made, mm-hmm. how he was able to drive down, you know, drive his team in, in key situations down the field, put them in position to get the game tying field goal to force overtime. Mm-hmm. He played very well. The defense got a critical goal line stand late in the fourth quarter. Um, the team they 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 made the plays. I mean, Oregon is a really good team. Again, like that's that's why I started off by saying I really feel like it's this this elf on the coaching staff or on, on Coach Landon in particular with being maybe a little too aggressive, but. If you're gonna go out, to if, if there's one way to go out, I feel like you prefer to go out being too aggressive than too conservative, right? So I can understand that, mm-hmm. but I still I, I'm pretty sure that's that's what he's thinking though is maybe I, I overdid it, but yeah, um, this this Oregon team is the truth. They still have a chance to to make some shape. You know, it's a lot of like we said, but this was week seven. Mm-hmm. We just hit mid October whole lot of football left to be played so we'll see how things continue to play out exactly exactly um yeah just a great performance by both teams everything's still in front of them so you know we'll definitely um sit back and see what happens in the pac 12 between both of these teams so so um yeah anything else you you like to add about this game chris before we move on no sir no sir i'm just Thank you to those teams. They put on a show, and I, I truly feel like it surpassed the hype. It exceeded the hype. This was this was this was the game to watch this weekend. Let's just put it like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. This is why we watch college football, folks, um, for games like these. And um, yeah, yeah, I, I think um, we were in for a treat. It delivered. And mm-hmm. thank you, Santa. Yeah. Appreciate all the truth. <laughs> he came early. Appreciate the gift. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he came early for us. So yeah, yeah, we'll definitely see what what happens with both Oregon and Washington going forward. So um so on that note, we're going to leave Seattle Chris and we're going to head to South Bend where the Notre Dame Oops. fighting Irish hosted the USC Trojans over the weekend, and we saw a beatdown in South Bend <laughs> uh, when Notre Dame we, defeated USC forty-eight to twenty. Chris, yeah, we <laughs> in, in our previews we we mentioned that you know USC has been lollygagging, kind of getting by on talent, you know, not being sharp, and we we both felt like Notre Dame would get the dub, but. I don't think we saw a beatdown like this coming though. No, <laughs> did you, Core? No, not, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look. We we knew that at some point, and especially this game, because we talked about it on on Friday, where mm-hmm. USC needed to show some kind of fight defensively, like. If they're serious about being a contender for the college football playoffs, Chris, they can't have mm-hmm. games like this. Look what happened. They're still Expose doing it. him. Yeah. Expose him. They got exposed. <laughs> they got exposed. From from top to bottom. Let's be let's be honest right now. Like <laughs> they they don't have they shouldn't. They shouldn't be in this position. They actually have really good talent to not get is, beat forty-eight to twenty. Is this? Is this year three for uh, Coach Coach Riley for Lincoln? Um, is this, this is year two. Two. Yeah. Year two. Okay. Yes, yeah, sorry. It's year two. Yeah, because Caleb is a junior, and Caleb right. was. At Oklahoma and came in and went crazy that Red River uh, shootout game, the, right. the comeback. 
And then last year, okay, yeah. Still though, it's USC. Ah, they shouldn't be looking like this. <laughs> like, uh, look, we we say it in our prediction show. Well, I, I I know I predicted that Notre Dame was going to win the game. Um, just because I, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't know what to believe with USC's defense, and they have been so bad this year. I thought at some point, even if they still um, kept playing bad. At some point, they were going to find a way <laughs> offensively to showcase enough of uh, the mm-hmm. flashy plays to still uh, get the W. Because uh, let, let's let's be honest, like I, like this is just what they are. <laughs> like I, on this show, we always talk about you are who you are late in the season. You are who you are. Yeah, and. Let, let's, they are let's a flawed face it, football team. Yeah, I'm not gonna be. Uh, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Like they can't play defense to save their lives right now, and this is what you're getting right now defensively as a product on the field. It, it it's not. It's unacceptable if you're oh, a USC is. fan, and it is if you're Lincoln Riley right now. Like let's let let me go ahead and look at USC's schedule you're, at this point. Cause you're, I was about to say you're staring a nine and three season yeah. in the face. Yeah. At least it can be nine and three. You still have Oregon. You still got to play UW. You got to play UCLA. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's. This was this was just the beginning, you this, know, because we 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 had mentioned that on Friday too. That the schedule gets real and it starts it started Saturday, and it only continues. You get one little little buffer game in between with Cal, but other than that, good luck. Yeah. What's the schedule you have it in front of you, Corey? I, I do right now. So next, so this coming Saturday, they have to play Utah. That's not easy. Mm-mm. <laughs> October the twenty eighth, they have to travel to Cal. No it's at Cal. That makes yeah. it a little tricky. Yeah. I know Cal's having them. You know they're not all that, but right. They'll 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 be ready for this game because it's a home game and it's USC. Exactly. And then November the fourth is the game against Washington at home. Um, you travel to Oregon. On November the 11th. Back to back weeks of Washington and Oregon? Yeah. Oof. And then you cap it off with UCLA on November the 18th. This team can go 8 and 4. And with the way that they're playing defense right now, they should go 8 and 4 at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is. <laughs> this is just unacceptable uh, if you're a USC fan. I'm sorry, folks. If if there's any USC Trojan fans listening in on this show, I'm sorry. But the team is good nah, right now. No, nah, don't don't be sorry because the, the USC fans, the real ones, are saying, "No, nah, y'all y'all are spitting. We we're bad. This ain't it. You're bad." And it is unacceptable. It is unacceptable. Um, but that's. You know, that's the Lincoln Riley experience, man. When is Lincoln when is the Lincoln Riley football team ever played defense? The one with going back to Oklahoma. That's true. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not what that's not what they do. I, that's not what they do. I know. I know. <laughs> that's that is true. Like if there's anything that that you should come after that you should come after Lee Riley about is is that is that um his, his teams aren't too fun of, of playing defensive football. Good sure, defensive football, sure. I say that. I will say that. Um, and we also we got to give some love to Notre Dame. That's how you respond after getting beat. Uh, and it, by you know a Louisville team that. Handedly, you know, defeated you. Mm-hmm. You, you reset. You bounce back, and you take out your 
You you take out what what got done to you on somebody else, and they took it out on USC. Yeah, they let they let loose. Yeah, I mean they made they made that uh, especially Notre Dame's defense in the first half. They made life hell on Caleb Williams, the, someone that we anticipate being the first overall pick in the NFL draft. They got three interceptions off to him in the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how you set the tone. Your, the defense came out, set the tone, and the offense followed suit. Um, so big ups to Notre Dame. Much needed win. Not letting this season, you know, slip out of their hands. Tough when you lose a heartbreaker to Ohio State on the final play. That can crush you. It's even tougher when you go on the road and lose a game to Louisville, which I'm sure you looked at the schedule. If you were a Notre Dame fan before the season, you anticipated that being an easy victory. You lose that one. And then you look on the TV screen and then you see Pitt. (laughs) <laughs> beat Louisville, so that really pisses you off. Right, right. I just but had to throw team, that in, in there. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> for sure, for sure, because that I, that did happen. Um, but despite all that, Coach Freeman and this, he had his team ready to play ball, and that's what they did. They put on the best performance that they've had all season, mm-hmm. and then when. When do you want to play your best? As the season continues. You don't want to peak in week one. You don't want to peak in week three. But if you're starting to peak at week seven, week nine, if this can become a theme, Notre Dame still has a chance to play in a, a big-time January ball. So um, this is this is what you wanted to see if you're a, a fighting Irish fan. Great, great response by Notre Dame. Absolutely. Great for Notre Dame. Um, great for Sam Hartman. Um, great for everybody on that team. Um, they played um, lights out, and you know this is a way for them to bounce back and you know control their own destiny. Don't you know? No one knows what's going to happen by the time we get close to the end of this season, um, and we start thinking about the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, so hats off to them for figuring it out and handling their business at home um, the way they're supposed to. So, so yeah, um, yeah. Anything else you'd like to add about about this game, Chris? Man, uh, ain't nothing else to talk about. The USC got thumped. <laughs> ain't nothing else that got. We ain't got to say nothing else. Look, and now, <laughs> and now, now Lincoln Riley. In California, he gotta he he gotta sit there and try to explain all these things to all these big time California boosters, <laughs> the whole alumni in USC, all these movie stars and 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 all of that. <laughs> Just as the yeah. as the why he he can't try a good defense out there. They need to be. You need to be in somebody' uh, living room who's a top defensive line prospect right now. That's where he needs to be. Because <laughs> if he oh. ain't, we got some issues. <laughs> Man, they they need some help. They yeah. they that that if he can get the defense rectified, then then now we're talking. But oof, but, but yeah. Yeah. That's that's enough on that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, um, let's go ahead on, and we'll go into the SEC now, Chris. Where um, this was a game that we had talked about on our Friday show. Um, mm-hmm. Texas you see, I'm shaking my Tennessee. head. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and we talked about it over the weekend. You you text me about it, and you told me, Corey. We need to stop putting our faith. Never again. <laughs> I'm, 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 and, and it's not a And M personally. <laughs> it's it's the Jimbo Fisher experience, man. I'm not. I'm done. I'm what, done. What I knew better. I knew better. <laughs> what an experience. I knew better. <laughs> oh, man. Oh my God! So yeah, yeah, Jim, folks. Jimbo Fisher football teams, boy. But yeah, uh, go go ahead. Go ahead. 
so so yeah so yeah folks if um if you didn't watch this game on Saturday um Tennessee hosted the Texas A&M Aggies um in Neyland Stadium and Tennessee won this game 20 to 13 um it was a low scoring game it was a bad football game <laughs> it, it, yeah it, it was it, it it was, if you look back at this, the no way to sugarcoat this, it was a bad football <laughs> game. It was ugly. It was there was, it was who could make. It's not who can make the plays to win. It was who could avoid inflicting, self-inflicting wounds to keep themselves from winning. <laughs> who could do that the least amount of times? Who can make the fewest mistakes? <laughs> Who who could avoid from shooting themselves in the foot mm-hmm. the most? Oh. I, I, and and when you put it like that, doesn't it sound like it's going to be Tennessee? Who who do you expect <laughs> to shoot themselves in the foot more, Jimbo or Coach Heupel? I look at I, 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 I'm a Monday morning quarterback, but doggone it. <laughs> I look I look at A&M from a historical standpoint of them shooting themselves in the foot more than Tennessee. Granted, Tennessee still won the football game, but <laughs> when you look at this game, it was just sloppy on both ends. The interception strong. Just... Especially, yeah. I mean, even even with Tennessee and the all kinds effort. of calamity. The game played out how we said it was going to, Corey, in the sense of Texas A&M forced Joe Milton to make throws. He didn't really make the throws. He he had a critical red zone interception <laughs> deep in Texas A&M territory. And if I'm not mistaken, this is Milton's sixth year. Yeah. Thank you, right. The, the, the interception he had let deep in the in the red zone in A and M's um, territory. Mm-hmm. That's a freshman mistake. I mean, dog, you can't have that kind of throw as a six-year quarterback. No. And A and M could not take advantage. <laughs> I really don't understand it. Um, looking at the offense. AM has so many weapons. Well Moose, Moose Muhammad, I mean Evan Stewart, um, Johnson at tight end. Mm-hmm. They had plenty of playmakers. Uh Tennessee's defensive line played very well. They did force pr- get get pressure. But I still I feel like schematically AM did not make the, the necessary adjustments in this ball game. Um, they still were trying to drive the ball vertically downfield, but if you're if your offensive line is struggling to protect, at some point, man, you just gotta get the ball in Evan Stewart's hands. I don't care if it's at the line of scrimmage or if it's quick slants, quick outs. You know what I'm saying? Like just just short little four six yard routes, but. You gotta get the get the ball in those guys' hands, and I feel like it was. They continue to just try to you know attack vertically, and that's what led to them having the the struggles they had offensively in this ball game. Yeah, <laughs> just both teams just struggled. I I just looked at this stat right here, Chris, and, and I know you give gonna, it to me. I know you're gonna be interested in this. So the penalties mm-hmm. in this game. <laughs> Check this out. Penalties in this game. Texas A&M, 11 penalties for 90 yards. Okay, I mean, like, that's still bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially when you're A&M and you should really be better than what you should be, but I digress at this point. Um, but look at Tennessee. 12 penalties. 115 yards. Still won and the you football won. game. <laughs> and you won. You still won the football game. How? That is that's an indictment on Texas A&M, man. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's the same story every year. One of when you look at the rosters, top twelve roster through and through, one of the most talented football teams in college football. But for some reason, the coaching staff cannot get the maximum out of this talent. Yeah. They can't do it. And there's no excuse for losing a football game where a team has over 100 penalty yards. 115 penalty yards? Nah, it's, that's they're just an They're gifting. They just keep gifting you opportunities. But also, man, SEC officials, I'm getting on the tangent right here real quick. We got to be better. I, it's, it's, it's a story that that never ends. That, that same same story every year. The SEC officials are going to SEC official. They they do what they do, and I I need them to be better because there was a critical face mask that they missed on the final drive of uh of that Texas A and M Tennessee game where A and M got face masks and they didn't call it. There was two times that happened in the ball game that they missed right there in front of them. That that can't happen. That can't happen. We need those calls made. It should have been 145 penalty yards. It should have been two more penalties. <laughs> Tacked on. Tacked on. It should have been. But 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 you you know how this is, Chris. And and look, I, I definitely agree with you. Like SEC officials, they're always getting things wrong, of course. We've seen tons of games where these just weird no calls happen. Mm-hmm. And you clearly see it. Everyone sees it, but it's like, well, you know, <laughs> what can you do now? It's like, no, you need it is to do is. better yeah. as an officiating crew mm-hmm. because this is just ruining the experience. Right, I, I say that, but it probably would have made no difference. It would Texas A&M no was still wasn't gonna get no touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> we had the rest of these penalties to help you out. You still couldn't do nothing. So yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh my God. But no, you're you're right, Chris. This, like, I I looked at that stat. Now I just had to share it with um with everyone. You know? <laughs> but yeah, you look at you look at that. And then you see that Texas A&M didn't win this football game. Yeah, that's a that's very much an indictment on A&M's just ineptitude <laughs> in these ball games. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. how how can you just how how can you just not take advantage of these opportunities that come your way? And they get them more than any team I've seen, probably in the country. <laughs> With some of these it's bad. and it's bad. They can't capitalize on them. Um, nope. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know where A and M goes. Um, <laughs> Third loss of the season. From this, um, I believe the team is now four and three. Yes. Ah. Uh-huh. And let me pull up the schedule, which is what I have right now. Next game is against South Carolina. Um, they just lost to Florida over the weekend, but um, I still like this South Carolina team. Um, mainly because you don't know where you're going to get from this South Carolina team. You, you sure don't. I mean, they like, are. They are too wild card. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like, there's some players on their team that I That's, actually like. That might not, that might not have a lot of national notoriety behind it. That matchup, but as a uh, fan of the SEC and college football, that, that, that will be an interesting one to watch. Absolutely, <laughs> Texas A&M could be four and four. I know. Is this? Is this? Uh, um, if you can look it up real quick, if you don't mind, isn't this Jimbo's fifth year? This is Jimbo's or sixth, sixth, fifth or sixth, sixth. That's what I'm thinking. Man, four and four in year six. <laughs> Boy, how did he swindle that extension? That's crazy. 
I need his agent. <laughs> so four and four with all this fifth. nil money with this crazy okay fifth year still year five with this roster with all the money that's back behind this team when they legitimately went out there and bought a, a, the top recruiting class. I know. Um, I think he gets. I think we might as well just talk about it. <laughs> I, th- I think. I think he gets another year. You think I, he gets as much year? as? I think he gets another year. I know it sounds crazy. <laughs> and I know A and M has money, but still, that's a that's a that contract. Is that not like? Isn't it fifty M? They stay with owe him. I think it's at seventy seven. Right Ooh. now, my chest. <laughs> I'm gonna say this. Let's say they lose to South Carolina. Uh, they got a bye week this coming week, so they don't play. Ooh-wee. Let's say they come off their bye week and they lose to South Carolina. Do they give him the X then, or do they wait? Because after that, you got to travel to Ole Miss. That game ain't nah. easy. They don't give him the axe then. You know what game gives him the axe. <laughs> Abilene Christian. You know. <laughs> well, for sure, that one. But no, nah, Corey. We are both Mississippi guys. Any t- anytime you lose to like Mississippi State, that's the game that gets you fired. <laughs> For some reason, losing to Mississippi State, that's the game that gets coaches out of there. <laughs> it's happened. It, it's just... <laughs> it, it, it's just it's just the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, what, what can I say? I would say Ole Miss, but Ole Miss is good this year. So, like, the 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 taste of losing to Ole Miss, doesn't, it doesn't taste like it normally does. It, it's not like how it normally is when... You lose to Ole Miss in years past. That get because that can get you out of there as well. But at Ole Miss is actually better than A and M this year. Yeah. But if you lose to Mississippi State, and this is not a good Mississippi State team this year, <laughs> you not. lose to them. Oh, Jimbo can go ahead. He might as well go ahead and get a. He might. He might as well stay another night in the the Hilton. Hilton Garden Inn in Starkville because he hanging on the on the on the uh, the plane back <laughs> to College well, Station. Well, granted, that game is at College Station, so oh, that's it, right. Oh, he, oh, he just drive on to the cribbo then. That's yeah. right. Yeah. If he if he loses that football, oh, he game, for sure getting he for sure getting canned. Man, that's at home. <laughs> if he loses that football game, yeah, he might as well just like. Dude, just go home. Ain't, Don't ain't, even talk to Ain't him no team. post-game speech. No, ain't no post-game speech. Just just when you exit out that tunnel, continue walking through through the through the little gate and go to your car <laughs> and drive on home. Ain't no need <laughs> talking to the team. Yeah, at, at this point, just just go home. Just go home, pack your bags, get out <laughs> of that mansion that you in. <laughs> no, he ain't gotta get out. He's still gonna get. You just said how much he gonna be owed. He ain't gotta go nowhere. <laughs> you know what? You're right. He don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> but you gotta get the hell out of here. <laughs> look, look, look. If, if you're going home, I want to at least see you the next day, like cleaning out the office because we putting another person in this office, and it ain't gonna be you. You ain't gotta put your crib up for sale, but you gotta leave the twelfth man. You. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm sorry. At, at this point, like, Chris, hey, you got five more games in the season. I, I can't tell you which ones are sure wins for them um, outside of no the thing as, Christian game. Um, ain't, no, ain't no such thing as a sure win with, with, with Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher. And look, we say that. They could still mess around and rattle off some wins. This team, you just don't know. You don't. You don't know. We thought we knew, but you don't. You don't know. And it's only when they get spicier and hotter. The seat's getting hotter and warmer. You know. Yeah, this 
I'm gonna keep my eyes on this man. Just, just as somebody that loves the game, this, you know, we, 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 we love us some, some, some hot seat, some coaching drama. <laughs> so, look, especially when it's well deserved. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know your people in Texas and then out there in Austin. They, 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 they're eating this up as well. Look, who doesn't love this? Who doesn't love to see the little brother struggling? <laughs> look, it, it's look, it, it, it is. Here, in, in my neck of the woods, I'm, I'm talking about it is ruthless out here. Like <laughs> that, the, these Longhorn fans will, they will crucify <laughs> this this Texas A and M team. I know what they're saying. I know what y'all are saying. Uh, Longhorn fans, that way they're saying, not yet. Let us get back. Let us get in the SEC. Let us play Jimbo. Let us put the thump and the smack down on him next year. <laughs> then y'all can get him out of there. Don't get rid of him just yet. <laughs> let, let, let me let me get let me get last dibs on him. Yeah, let me get some. Let me, let, me, let me get some real quick. But yeah. Oh man, but no, no. The the rhetoric that goes on around around here is just it, it, like. People will use use these instances with A and M fans and just A and M in general as just jokes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At this point, just straight up punching bags. Yeah, yeah. But um, but but yeah. It, I don't know what to say about A and M. Um, hats off to Tennessee. Um, yeah, good good win for Tennessee. Um, even through a sloppy game. You you won an ugly one, and you keep your hopes of competing in the division alive. You know, you can't if you want to win the East. You can't afford to lose SEC home games. You took care of business. You defended home field. So um, every, what you what you want is still in the store. Now you just keep it moving and um try to continue to take care of business within the division. Exactly. You won your. You're at home, out of division um, matchup. Still got to play your your Missouri, your your Georgia, and your Kentucky. So, all that's ahead for you. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, um, you got anything else to add about this uh, game, Chris? No, we we, we done covered it. We done covered it all. <laughs> <laughs> I think so too. I think so too. But um, but yeah, yeah, that is that game so we will head to North Carolina where the Tar Heels hosted the Miami Hurricanes uh, this was a, another game Chris that we had talked about on our Friday show um, that we really wanted to see um, and hey um, this was this was definitely an interesting game of course Miami's trying to, was trying to bounce back after that embarrassing loss um, the week prior against Georgia Tech, but um, mm-hmm. overall North Carolina um, came out of this game with the win, um, and yeah, yeah, they won this game forty-one to thirty-one. Um, Drake May had a impeccable day. He was seventeen for thirty-three, um, two hundred and seventy-three yards with four touchdowns. And um, Tyler Van Dyke, he was thirty-one for forty-eight, three ninety-one yards through the air with four touchdowns um, but he also threw two interceptions but um yeah did you get a chance to watch this game over the weekend I did I did I feel like Tyler Van Dyke he might have those two picks but to me man he looked like he played like the better quarterback in that game uh man cause cause Drake was, he was struggling initially. It wasn't, it wasn't pretty on uh, that first half. Miami was, you know, really kind of put the clamps on them. That pass rush was getting there. They had like four sacks in the first half. But Miami was, they weren't messing around. Um, Van Dyke was throwing some dimes. I mean, some really good throws. He took a crazy hit on the pass, but it was one of the better passes you see all weekend. I mean, just threw a. 40-yard beauty and stride to the receiver for a touchdown. Um, but then 
North Carolina figured it out, and Tez Walker happened. <laughs> Tez was a man amongst boys. Did he have how many touchdowns he had, Corey? I believe was it it was at least two. Let's see. I think Tez might have had three. Let's see. Tez Walker went off. We mentioned it. We I said Miami, I mean North Carolina has their has, has there, you know, receiver? He's, 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 he got to prove the NCAA stopped being the NCAA. They stopped being on that bull drive and went ahead and let him, <laughs> let him do his thing. Boy, <laughs> did, boy, did he do it. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, Ted Walker, he had three touchdowns in this football game. <laughs> yes. Tested on the show. Yeah. Six receptions, 132 yards, three touchdowns, as long as, of the game was um 56 so yeah Tez was a problem and that's he was a difference in this ball game Miami made a late push um but you know North Carolina was at home and they they got the win they 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 got the win shout out to Miami for putting up a valiant effort bouncing back like I expected them to I, I felt like this was going to be a game I thought Miami could even uh, was even going to pull it off but and they probably would have if Ted Walker wasn't playing <laughs> <laughs> they probably were like man I wish the NCAA would have really kept this man <laughs> and how we don't want to see him yeah um, Ted's was incredible that to me he's, he's the story of this game and he unlocks something for this North Carolina team you know, we saw them collapse last season after starting off the season so hot and then going on to lose like like four of their last five games in the regular season. It was it was bad for UNC fans. But with him combined with Drake May and his talent at quarterback, this North Carolina team is legit. A legit team to win the ACC. Yeah. I, I can you can definitely see it, uh, of course. Um just in terms of on the field performance, um, you can you can tell Tyler Van Dyke he, he did have the better passing and passing game. Um, his 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 um, QBR was a was around eighty. Drake Mays was around seventy. Um, so I can kind of see where um, Drake was struggling a lot. Um, during the game, he turned it up in the he second half, up, of course. So yeah, and, and that's what you want out of, out of somebody who's going to be a draft pick. You know, right. it was one of the probably the best quarterback in the conference. You start off slow, you expect him to bounce back. So he, he responded like you want to see your quarterback respond. Exactly, exactly. And you know, having um, Tez Walker out there does help, <laughs> and, it, and it definitely definitely helped them. Um, you know, win win that football game in in stylish fashion. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, hats off to North Carolina. Um, you know, winning any football game is can be difficult at, at times, especially when you're going up against teams you know with their backs against the wall, um, such as Miami. So, um, you know, hats off to the Tar Heels and. Now we can see where the Tar Heels will go forward now with the season. Um, let me go ahead and look at the schedule right quick. So um, this Saturday, they're going to take on Virginia. Um, that should be a win. Um, and the game is at home. So uh, they shouldn't have any issues with that game. But we'll see. We'll see. They, and, they should. Yeah. Then um, they have to travel to Georgia Tech on October twenty eighth. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Miami's like, do it, do it for us. <laughs> don't, don't, <laughs> don't make Tell us, us be the only casualty. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um, then they have Campbell on November on November the fourth. Should be a win. Duke. November the 11th at Clemson November the 18th and mm. you cap it off with 
NC State on November the 25th. Um, which is a game they have to travel to. So, um, everything's still in front for North Carolina. They're 6 0 right now. So, um, we just have to see <laughs> if they can handle the rest of the season. I think they can, but uh, you never know what happens in college football, unfortunately. You don't, and it's North Carolina. That's all I'm going to say. As much as I like this team, they are still North Carolina. <laughs> we saw this We saw this movie last year. Yeah. I'd start. Tough, tough end to the season. So we'll see. I think this is a different team when you have uh, an improved defensive line like they have. Their defensive line is really good. You have a playmaker like Tez Walker at receiver, and you got Drake May and what he brings as a quarterback and as a leader to this team. So the pieces are there. We'll see how it plays out. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so yeah, we'll see how it plays out. But um, anything else you want to add to this game, Chris, before we move on mm-hmm. to our last game? We can move on to the last one. All right. All right. So, um, yeah, we won't, we won't go over this game too much. I didn't get a chance to see it. I'm not sure if you did. Um, as well, Chris, but it's a, a couple pieces of uh, uh, this matchup. Yeah, yeah. This was a ranked versus ranked uh, matchup over the weekend. Um, we had UCLA traveling to Oregon State um, to take on the Beavers. And Oregon State won this game 36-24. to 24. Um, DJ, he, he had a pretty good day. DJ Uangalale, he had he was 14 for 24, 266 yards with two touchdowns. And for UCLA, Dante Moore, he was 14 for 33, 165 yards with one touchdown. And he threw three <coughs> interceptions. So, um, yeah, not a good day for DJ Moore if, you know, oh, for Dante Moore, I should say. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Not a good day for him at all. And I know Chip Kelly was probably just banging his head against the wall <laughs> trying to yeah. see his offense gain any kind of momentum. But um, a big game um, for Oregon State. It, they advance now to 6-1 and one, um, after that win. And, um, yeah, we'll definitely have to see where Oregon State goes from from here so what did you think this was this was the Oregon State defense we anticipated seeing when they got pummeled by Washington State (laughs) um this was a team we I thought we would see but uh this was great great job by their defense the Beavers defense by making life tough Mm -hmm. for Dante um, and they did what you're supposed to do, defending home field, night game, you know, new starting quarterback. Dante, you know, he's inexperienced. Um, first year starting for the for the Bruins, a ranked matchup in the conference on the road, and it looked like it. It looked like, uh, the, you know, one of those moments, those growing up moments for him. And going through his, he's taking his licks, <clears throat> his growing pains. But um, good win for Oregon State. Your veteran QB DJ, he's had his battle moves. He's he's had his growing pains at Clemson. Um, he he played well, took care of the football, and you know led the offense on solid drives. And Oregon State took care of business. So um, a good win for this team. We'll see if they can, how things continue to play out. Um, I'm not sure what their schedule looks like, but they have some some opportunities to kind of stay in the the mix. They're a little slept on right now because of the, the Washingtons and the the Oregons and, and the Utahs, but 
Oregon State can go to battle with with everyone in the conference. You know, when you have a defense like this. No, I agree. I agree. Um, right now, I do actually have the schedule pulled up so I can um, let you know what it is. So, um, next game for them is October the 28th. Um, they have to travel to take on Arizona. So, that game is going to be interesting. Ooh, that's a fun game. That's a fun game because Arizona's been playing some really good football lately. And, hey, I'm, I'm not saying they're Oregon State. If any Oregon State fan is listening to the show, <laughs> that you might slip up. But I'm just saying, you shouldn't take the Wildcats lightly. That, 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 that would not shock me if that's one of those games where it's like a, a field goal win right. for either team. I can I can definitely see that one going to the wire. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah, um, that's October the 28th. Um, November the 4th, um, they have to travel to Boulder to take on Colorado and I mean look we saw what happened over <laughs> over ain't no telling what's gonna happen that game <laughs> we, we we saw what happened on Friday last Friday with um Colorado and just how Dion was just really distraught about that game so yeah, I'm with you 1000%. We don't we don't know how that game's going to <laughs> take shape, but hey, I'm I want to ride first class. I want to be alone to ride <laughs> with with that game. I want to be I want to get the the best seat in the house. <laughs> yeah, I'll be right there with you. I'm be in front of my TV watching. DJ so. versus Shadur. Like, who comes out on top? Mm-hmm. Can't wait. So, so that's that game. Um, November the eleventh is um, Stanford at home. November the eighteenth is Washington at home. So that's going to be a big game. And mm-hmm. then um, you cap it off with Oregon. Um, you have to travel to Oregon on November the twenty fourth. Oh, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> good, good look. <laughs> That's all I can say. But um, but hey, you know they look. They've been handling their business outside of that one little mulligan against Washington State. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with Oregon State. Mm-hmm. Oregon State, yeah, definitely a good team. No one to to just look over. So exactly, it it is. It, we say it every week, man. It's just gonna be, it's gonna be a fun ride. We'll see how this continues to play out. Exactly. A lot of football left to be played. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. Definitely agree. But um, but yeah. Uh, anything else you want to add about this this game before we wrap it up? Nah, nothing else to add. Um, if anything, you know. You kind of mentioned it as we talked about Oregon State, but the best thing that happened to Colorado was that game being on Friday. Because, boy, <laughs> especially with everybody sleep. Because, man. <laughs> I <laughs> know. A 29-point lead, man. That's, ooh. That, ooh. that's rough. That, that, that hurts. Yeah. That hurts big time. <laughs> Some soul searching going on as we speak right now oh my in God. Colorado. I know, my God. I know it's just crazy, and then, and then you know the other crazy game in Colorado over the weekend where you had freaking Colorado State and Boise State, and Colorado's like losing the game. Where it was like they were losing the game by what I think like seventeen points or so, and then they just freaking just come back. No, I think it was, they were losing it by twenty points, but that's what that's what. That's what they do. Yeah, and then they just came back, and they just won the game thirty-one to thirty. And I think this was their homecoming game. That's 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 a that's an interesting football team. <laughs> Very interesting football team. So I, so I bet you Jay Norvell was just like looking at what what had happened to Dion, and then they won their game. On Saturday, and he just had oh, yeah. like the biggest smile on his face. You know he did, Chris. He was oh, like, the, the 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 red Kool Aid smile. Oh my god! 
So yeah. Oh my gosh, he he was wackiness going on in Colorado. <laughs> I know. He was probably just smiling, just from temple to temple. Yeah, he's still smiling. He's sleeping. He in bed, knocked out. <laughs> Smile on his face. I know, right? <laughs> Living a dream right now. Living. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but that's that's it for us. Of course, um, Chris, won't you go ahead and let the good people know where they can find you on social media? I'll let your boy on on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Doesn't doesn't hurt me either way. At Chris underscore Bolton underscore twelve. Follow me on the gram at Chris Bolton underscore. And just get your boy. Uh, I watch it all. Talk about it all. Football, baseball playoffs going on right now. See if the Rangers can, you know, what I'm saying get 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 by Houston, get by the Strohs. Uh, maybe it's the Phillies year. They beat the Braves. You know, so we'll, we'll see how the how the baseball playoffs shake out. And NBA season is is on the horizon. Preseason hoops going on right now. It's about to be. About to be go time. Let's see my doves. And we got one more in us. I know you didn't see the, the Vince Carter meme. I got one more in me. Yep. I hope my I hope my doves got one more in them. Can we get a squeeze out another championship? <laughs> we'll see. Um, and then shoot, NFL's going on too. But yeah, holler at me about all that. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, you can follow me on X at. Listen to KSW, all one handle. I'm on there talking about everything um, going on in the sports world, whether it is NFL, college football. Um, we got NBA starting back again, of course, like Chris said. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm on there talking about anything. Video games, professional wrestling. So, yeah, just um, get at me on there. But, um, yes, sir. But yeah, but that's it for us, guys. Uh, we another another it. fun episode in the books. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And we'll, <laughs> we will keep this thing rolling, of course, because we got to. We got to, got to, got to give y'all all of our thoughts going on in the college football world as we're heading into what week eight. Yeah, week eight, man. It's oh, here. <laughs> oh man but yeah we will be back uh, most definitely um, on Friday to get you set for all of the games in week 8 of the college football season but, um, but yeah that's it for us until next time guys we out peace peace